Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. I'm so glad to have you along today. My name's Tom Short, and we uh, get into the word every day here. So I'm so glad if you're joining us for the first time or if you're coming back day after day after day. We believe that a daily dose of encouragement from the Word of God. It's a good investment of 15 or so minutes of your life, and I'm glad you're here. And if you are first-timers, make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button, and uh, share this with your friends. Leave a comment. Let me know where you're from. I always am glad to know who's tuning in and joining us. Saturday morning, and on Saturdays, we usually read a chapter from my book called Taking to Their Turf, and today will be no different. This is also Pride Month, and uh, I've, I've been asked, you know, more than once, you know, Tom, can you comment about this as we've been answering questions, dealing with objections? And so this morning I thought I would just read a chapter from this book dealing with interacting with homosexual people on the campus. So here we go. Are you ready? This is from this book. By the way, if you don't have a copy, please make sure and write us. Just write it. Go to my website, TomThePreacher.com and uh, hit on the notify or contact us and request a copy. We'd be glad to send you one. Just promise me you'll read it, and I think you'll really, really enjoy it. I've gotten so many positive comments from this book, just of a lot of stories about, about my interactions with people on campus, and today will be an example of what, what a chapter from this book is like. There are short chapters, easy to read, won't take long. I think you'll enjoy this. Here we go. This is called Shellfish, Mixed Fabrics, and Killing Homosexuals. Rarely does a day go by when I'm not challenged regarding my view on homosexuality, or more specifically, what God's Word says about homosexuality. In my early days at the University of Maryland, one fellow we'll call Alex was a particularly articulate spokesman for the gay agenda. I believe he was president of, of what was known as, only as the Gay Lesbian Alliance. They've since added additional letters to their group, LGBTQIA. <clears throat> and in time, I think they're aiming for the entire alphabet. Then maybe there's more letters now than even when I wrote the book. Despite occasional heated exchanges, Alex and I got along pretty well. He and I both enjoyed the opportunity to present our cases in hopes of persuading those listening to embrace our position. In those days, students were far more open-minded to hear both sides of this issue than they are today. One day, Alex cornered me. Tom, the Bible says we should stone homosexuals. Do you believe we should kill homosexuals? I'd never given much thought to the question, but I could see my dilemma. If I said no, he would point out that I don't really believe the entire Bible to be true. If I said yes, the audience would consider me a hateful extremist. So I avoided giving an a direct answer. Quote, I don't want to kill the homosexuals, I said. I want to convert the homosexuals. Most of the audience appreciated the answer. Score a point for me. But Alex was persistent. What about those who won't convert, he said. Should we kill them? Again, I neither wanted to advocate killing homosexuals, nor did I want to distance myself from the Bible. I tried several times to wiggle around the question, but Alex kept pressing me to answer, should we kill homosexuals who won't convert to Christ? Yes or no? <clears throat> there was no way out. 
I needed to give a direct answer. Here's the best response I had. I'm not saying we should kill homosexuals, but if we do, maybe we should start with the man who first seduced you into it. It was a wild stab in the dark because I didn't know how Alex first got involved in the gay lifestyle. Evidently, I hit the nail on the head. Alex stood there speechless, just staring at me for several seconds in absolute silence. Seemingly oblivious to the crowd around us, he uttered, maybe you're right. Changing the focus from him being a villain to him being a victim seemed to resonate with Alex. In the following weeks, he continued to come by the preaching, and he was not nearly as confrontational as before. I'll never really know all that went on in his mind and heart as a result of that day. This all happened about the time AIDS first came on the scene. This is probably about 1982. AIDS first came on the scene in America. In time, it would claim the lives of tens of thousands of homosexuals. A few months after our conversation, AIDS took the life of Alex. Imagine my shock when I learned of his death because of a very public AIDS research fundraising event held in his honor. The fellow who demanded I take a stand on whether or not we should kill homosexuals died a horrible death from a disease contracted as a result of his homosexual activity. I've come a long way in my biblical understanding from those days. And so have the LGBTQIA talking points designed to discredit biblical authority. Today the question is, Tom, do you eat shellfish? Do you wear clothing of mixed fabric? The Bible condemns those as abominations, just like it says homosexuality is an abomination. Why do you think it's okay to wear polyester and cotton clothing, but it's not okay to be homosexual? This question is rarely asked with hope of getting an honest answer. It's simply a talking point made by those who want to position the Bible as an old book of silly rules. Nonetheless, the question deserves an answer. The Old Testament contains three types of law, moral law, ceremonial law, and civil law. Moral laws referred to how we are to treat others, laws such as don't murder, don't steal, don't commit adultery, etc. These laws apply to all people and are still in effect today. Ceremonial laws referred specifically to how the Jewish people lived as a distinct people of God in the Old Testament. Those laws had to do with Jewish worship in the temple and with regulations to set the Jewish people apart from the surrounding nations. For example, laws that forbid eating non-kosher foods or forbid someone from entering the temple for 24 hours after having touched a dead person and only then after cleansing himself were ceremonial laws. It wasn't a moral sin to bury your dead father, but you were simply unclean until the next day. These ceremonial laws applied to the Jews only, not to the Gentiles, non-Jews. The apostles made this clear in Acts chapter 15 when they concluded that Gentiles who came to Christ do not need to be circumcised, which was the initiation event for Jewish males. Paul further made the case that we are not under the ceremonial law in the book of Galatians. 
The third type of law, civil law, is the punishment for breaking moral or ceremonial law or ceremonial law. Civil law may be different from place to place. God calls us to follow the law of the jurisdiction in which we live. Romans 13, 1-7. I live in Ohio, and you may live in another state. But unless you live in ancient Israel, we're not required to carry out the civil punishments for law-breaking that are enumerated in the Old Testament law. For example, in ancient Israel, the penalty for theft was that you needed to pay back your victim four times the value of what you took. In our country, in our state, you usually go to jail for stealing. In both cases, it's wrong to steal. A moral law was broken. But, it's, but it is appropriate that we abide by the civil punishments of the land in which we live. In our case, jail time. How would I answer Alex today? I'd point out that homosexual sex is a violation of God's moral law and is therefore a sin. God will judge those who engage in this sin. We should respect how our government chooses to punish or not punish this behavior. And even if I believed our law was not correct, I should not take the law into my own hands. I'm not running for political office. I'm an evangelist. So my goal is still, let's convert the homosexuals. So this is exactly what we believe, is it not? Is that no, our goal is not to advocate going and killing people, or this is not this is not what our mission is about. God does want to save all people. The good news is, by the way, and I write about this in some of my other chapters in this book, the good news is the number of gays that have been led to Christ. And many people feel that the the problem that that homosexuality should be a protected right because people can't help it. It's, they're born this way, just as skin color is something you're born with. You can't change it. You should never be discriminated based on that. See, I don't believe it, that homosexuality is something you're born with. You may have, all of us have different temptations in certain areas, stronger temptations in different areas. And some of us face temptations that others don't really face. Same-sex attraction is, is something that some people face. uh, have to endure or battle or struggle with or resist, and others may not have that problem. However, all sin, all sin can be resisted and overcome through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And God does miraculously give a great deliverance to some people who have been involved in the uh, LGBT lifestyle, and others Maybe not. Others, it's, it's just a battle they fight the rest of their life. And, and, and we should support and love and encourage and strengthen such people. They're fighting a noble fight. There's so much pressure in our culture to just give in and, and say, I'm okay, this is right. And, it's, and, and those who, who take a stand and fight and resist their own temptation, some of which remain single all their life, they mean our encouragement, our support, our prayers, are because they're fighting a noble fight in our culture. They're fighting a noble battle, and they're fighting it in a very personal way, and we bless them for that. Alex, as I said in this, uh, not his real name, but Alex was a victim, an early victim of AIDS. He was one of the first, he was early on, I don't know if one of the first ones, but just when we were beginning to hear about it, within a year or so of the word coming out about this, 
and uh, and he ended up being a victim of dying of the AIDS disease. How sad. How sad. And I still, I can see his face in my mind right today and how I pray that he found that in even his interactions with me, that he found salvation in Jesus Christ and found peace with God and found forgiveness before he passed. Let's go ahead and pray today. This is, this is Pride Month. This is a big issue. You know, I was just thinking yesterday, someone tweeted and I, I realized, yeah, you know, our veterans, they get one day, Veterans Day. Somehow we've given them the pride, the LGBTQ people, we celebrate their lifestyle for a whole month. And up in Canada, they now call it Pride Season. It's all summer long. And um, what a reflection of shifting values in America, who, who we celebrate, who we consider to be heroic, and what a sad, sad thing for our country that we have lost sight of true, true moral standards and what is really heroic. Amen. Father in heaven, we do pray today. We pray, Lord, for many, many, many Alexes out there who've been deceived, who've been sucked into a lifestyle, maybe seduced into it. Maybe as he, Lord, when we said, if we're going to kill somebody, maybe it should be the one who seduced you into this. And Lord, it just struck such a chord with him. And as he thought back to his own what, his own hurt and pain and, and what his life had become, I know, Lord, there was anger, bitterness, hatred towards whoever had seduced him. And we pray, Father, we pray for gay and lesbian people, the LGBT people in our, in our country. We pray, Father, that they might find the love of God. They might find forgiveness. They might find hope. They might find a way out of this lifestyle. They might be delivered from deception, a deception that tells them that they cannot change. This is the way they are. A deception that, Lord, so many of them don't like the way they are. They wish they could change. They, they, try, they try and date someone of the opposite sex, or they try and look at heterosexual pornography, or they, they go to a psychologist. They, they do all the wrong things when they should come to you and realize it could be a lifelong battle. Could be something they fight forever, but it, but there is a victory that's possible. There is a strength that's possible from you. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, those who are bound by this sin, give them freedom. I pray for a great revival in America, a great turning to you amongst those who are currently lost in this, this really, really wicked lifestyle. I pray, Father, for those who, that, that there's a demonic oppression, a demonic deception, a demonic empowerment, enslavement to demon. Lord, give them freedom. Open their eyes. Give them salvation. Jesus, you're the only one who can deliver them. We don't believe the answer can be found in just willpower. The answer is not found in a psychologist. The answer is not found in, in uh, just new education. Jesus, they really need deliverance from you. I thank you that, that you are a big, 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 big God. You're bigger than anyone's problem. You're bigger than anyone's temptation. You're bigger than anyone's bondage. You're bigger than anyone's sin. We thank you, Lord Jesus. You, There's nothing out of your reach. Father, we thank you. Your arm is not so short. It cannot save. And, and I thank you, Lord. Today, even as my, coming to my mind right now, I think of people I know personally who've been saved and delivered out of the LGBTQ lifestyle, and you've made them new creatures in Jesus Christ. I thank you 
Not only is it possible, but it's glorious when you do it. They are trophies of your grace, trophies of what a great God we serve, what a kind, compassionate God that you can take our sin, though it be like scarlet, make it whiter than snow. We thank you that you are able to do this. There's no one outside of your reach. We bless you today. We pray for this, Lord, in our nation as, as, as we are in this season, this month of, of celebrating that of which we should be ashamed and which was once thought of as, uh, as, as a terrible, bad thing and now celebrated and marched and politicians come out and all kinds of companies put rainbow flags everywhere. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray for our nation to have a spiritual eye-opening, not of hatred, Lord. We don't want to hate anyone but, of, but of, of freedom, not the freedom to do anything someone wants or the freedom to just follow our lusts, but the freedom to do that which is right, the power to do that which is right, which comes through faith in you. We pray for our nation to see things properly, not with hatred. Lord, we pray for that. I pray in our own lives there not be hatred towards those who, towards the LGBT folks, but there'd be a compassion and a love and a desire. Help us to know, Lord, how to stand for what's true and right in our culture, in our schools, in our politics, and wherever else, and to stand for what's stand against what's sinful, but to love the sinner. Help us to have that, that proper balance, to stand against all sin. It's destructive. We, we hate the sin because we love the sinner. We hate LGBT activity because we love the LGBT people. And so we pray, Father, help us with this. Help our country with this. Help our politicians, our business leaders. Help our church leaders. Help our educators. Help all these people to see this clearly. And we pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Thanks for joining with me. By, by the way, I, for some reason, a lot of you yesterday were unable to access the video. I don't know if I said something that got me banned by some people on Facebook. I don't know or excuse me, on YouTube, I don't know. And if I did, today might be another one like that. So make sure you subscribe. That probably would help you get through if there is a some triggering some algorithm that makes it un, that you can't see my, my videos. So make sure you subscribe and hit the notify and like and so forth. So, and if you had trouble yesterday accessing my apologies, I don't know why, I don't know what it was. That's all I can guess, but I have no idea. So um, anyway, God bless you. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notify, tell your friends, share with others, leave a comment, and have a blessed day, okay? You walk with the Lord today. He's with you, and if God's for us, who can be against us? Walk in his victory, and I'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m., right here as we continue in the daily word of prayer. God bless you. Bye-bye.